All right, so today is, like I said, our first ever Catalyst Cup. And uh, people have been asking me and asking, what is this Catalyst Cup? Basically, it's about friendly, non-athletic competitive games. So anyone can play. Anyone can play in these games. Um, and it's just to build community in a church. And so since we're having Catalyst Cup today, I thought I'm going to start today with a warm-up game. Okay, we're going to start with a warm-up game and see if you could guess these company slogans. All right, see if you could guess these company slogans. Okay, first one. I'm loving it. Don't say just whisper, don't whisper. Do we want to do good fuck? <laughs> good whisper, Riley. Good whisper. All right. The answer is pretty easy. McDonald's. I'm loving it. Okay. Next one. The quicker picker upper. The quicker picker upper. Okay. All right, you know? Okay. Bounty, he says bounty. Yes, that's right. Okay, next one, right here. Because you're worth it. Because you're worth it. Okay, you know? God? Yeah, that's true. Got it, God. <laughs> what? K Jewels? It's not K Jewels. It is L'Oreal. L'Oreal. Okay, next one. Next one. Belong anywhere. Belong anywhere. Oh, the, the answer? Airbnb. All right. Another one right here. Think outside the bun. Think outside the bun. John looks like he does it. Yeah. Taco Bell. All right. Next one. You guys should know this one. What's in your wallet? See it all. Uh, yeah, Capital One. Okay, and this is the last one. Okay, this is the last one. The last one is you get, or it should be, you get out what you put in. You get out what you put in. It's a tougher one. Does anyone know? It's a food. It's a meat product. Oberto. Oberto. You know this slogan here, Oberto slogan, you get out what you put in. You know that is excellent theology. That is excellent theology. You get out what you put in. You know, today we're starting a brand new series at Catalyst, and it's called Being a Catalyst. This whole month, we're going to talk about being a catalyst. We're going to have people from our church sharing testimonies about how God is using them to impact others and being a catalyst. But being a catalyst, it's about 
positively impacting the people around us. And for things to come out of us, for good things to come out of us, good things have to be going into us. Because you get out what you put in. For example, if you want to be a person that speaks encouraging words to other people, you know, not critical words or not judgmental words, if you want to be a person that speaks encouraging words, then it's very important that you have heard encouraging words spoken to you in your life. It's like those encouraging words are like deposits into your life. And when you hear that and receive that, and then you know what it is to speak encouraging words to others. Let's say you, you want to display patience with other people. You know, that's difficult, right? Especially how you're on the road, you're shopping. You want to be patient, maybe in your home. You want to be patient. You don't want to be angry or frustrated. You want to have patience with other people. Well, in order to show patience to others, we need to have someone who shows patience with us. Because when we experience patience, we understand what that is, and we're able to show that to other people. Let's say you, you want to show joy, not gloom. You don't want to be Debbie Downer, right? You don't want to be Pigpen going around. You don't want to be an Eeyore. You want to share joy then it's important that you experience joy from another person. And if you want to show, if you want to be a callous and you want to show loving goodness to others, then what? You have to be able to receive. You have to have received. You have to be, be shown love and goodness from other people. And that brings us to two very important questions. The questions are these. What do you want coming out of your life? What do you want coming out of your life? Do you want to be a positive influence, an encourager? Do you want people to experience love and goodness and blessing out of your life? Yes. Yes? That's the right answer. That's a good answer. And the second question, what has been poured into your life? Or what are you receiving into your life? Or what is your source to receive love, goodness, and all those things? You know, some of us have been blessed. Some of us have been blessed with good sources of positive things in our lives. Maybe from our parents, you've experienced affirmation, support, provision, love, encouragement, comfort. Maybe from your friends, your circle of friends. You have some really good friendships and relationships. Maybe, maybe there was like a mentor in your life or teacher in your life that poured into you. And so some of us have been blessed in that way. But, but some of us, it's been few and far between. You know, maybe with your parents, your relationship with your parents wasn't so good. Maybe your father was, was kind of critical or disengaged and silent. You know, maybe you don't have 
those sources of people around you. Well, whatever sources, whatever inputs, whatever things you've had poured into your life, whatever those things, good or bad, the God of the Bible, the God of the Bible wants to pour good things overflowing without measure into your life. He wants to pour unconditional love like you've never experienced before. He wants you to taste. The Bible says taste and see that the Lord is good. He wants you to experience from him. Goodness, we sang that song. You're a good, good father. Some of us have not had good, good fathers, earthly fathers. And so because of that, we've, we've had distorted pictures, distorted thoughts, distorted ideas, even lies about who Father God is. Because, oh, if he's Father God, he must be like my earthly father then. I want no part of that. But the God of the Bible, if you read through the word, you see that is not who God is. In fact, he's the opposite to the nth degree. He wants to pour good things, be a positive influence in your life so that good things could come out of your life. And you know, a source of goodness, a source of love, in this world, there's nothing that even comes close to what God wants to pour into your life. Look at these verses. Look at these verses here. 1 John chapter 4, verse 19, one of my favorite verses. We love because he first loved us. Do you see it? What, what pours into us is what comes out of us. We love because God's first loved us. Next one. John 13, 34. A new commandment I give you. Love one another. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. Love one another how? As I have loved you, so you must love one another. Jesus says, I have loved you. I have poured my love into you. You have received my love. Now, let that come out of you. Show that to others. Ephesians 4.32, be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other just as what? In Christ, God forgave you. See? There might be people in your life that you have a difficult time forgiving. You know what you need? To be able to forgive that person, you need to be able to experience someone forgiving you. Because when we experience someone forgiving us, we understand what that's about. And it gives us the power and ability to forgive others. God wants you to experience his forgiveness of, oh, for every single thing that you've done or said or thought that was contrary to his word, contrary to his will, contrary to his values and morals. He wants you to experience that forgiveness. 
And then 1 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. He says, God wants to comfort you. And whatever you're going through, whatever challenge you're facing, whatever heartache you've experienced, whatever trial, he wants to comfort you in that trial. He might not change it immediately, but he wants you to know he's with you in that. He wants you to know his comfort so that, what? When we encounter others that are going through difficult times, we will be able to show God's comfort to them. Something has to happen to us before it can happen through us. Something has to happen to us before it can happen through us. And God wants you to know his overwhelming love, grace, goodness, and blessing. You know the God of the Bible, Yahweh, the God of the Bible? You know he is super, super generous. Super generous. But some of us don't see God that way. We don't experience God that way. Let, let me give you an example of his generosity. Okay, kids, I have, a, I have a treat for you. Who wants a treat? Who wants a treat? Okay. All right, you guys want a treat? All right, okay. Here, here you go. Here's a treat for you. Here's a treat for you. Here's a treat for you. Uh, here they come. It reminds me of the koi pond at Long Beach State. Oh, no, no, no. You, you, get, you get what you get. You get what you get, okay? Here's a treat. Here's a treat. Oh, here, everyone, here is a treat. You guys want a treat? Here, Corbin, too, okay. Here's a treat. Here's a treat. Here. You guys can you pass it around. Okay, here's a treat. One, just one each. One each. Okay. What you just saw there? Here, here, these little ones over here, make sure they get a treat. One each. Okay, what you just saw here, that's a little picture, I think, of how a lot of people see God. Okay? If we want to treat, if we want to be blessed, if we want a little bit of his love, we have to come to him and put our hand in. Lord, please, can I have some of your love? And then when he, we experience it, we get one. And it's like, thank you, God. Thank you, God. And we go away. And that's how we think God is like. That's what we think God is like. But you know the God of, you know, it says that God is super generous. Kids, come on back. Because this is how God is. Here, here, here's some bags. Everyone, let everyone come in. Here's some bags. Pass out the bags. You guys can get some. Yeah, here, pass them out. Here. Okay. Before it was like koi pond, this is like piranha. 
this is what God's like. Did you hear the screaming? Did you hear the excitement? Did you hear the overflowing joy? If that happens when I just pour out a bunch of candy, uh, still there's still going on. It's, it's just contagious. Hey, you guys can share it with the adults too, okay? <laughs> if that happens, right? It, it, the Bible says, me being evil know how to give good gifts to our children how much more does the god the father of heaven want to give good gifts this is just a little picture of what god is like god wants you to know his overflowing generosity poured out there are two examples of how god has poured out his love two huge examples the first is through Jesus. The second is through the Holy Spirit. Let's look at this verse here. 1 John 4, 19. 1 John 4, 9. God showed how much he loved us by sending his one and only son into the world so that we might have eternal life through him. This, God, this, is, this, is, this is how much God loves you. He gave his one and only son begotten son he gave his son to come for you to sacrifice himself for you let's continue this is real love not that we loved god you know what that is you know what that is when it says not that we loved god you know what that is that's called religion Religion is trying to love God, trying to do things for God, trying to, um, you know, jump through all these hoops for God so that he will love us in return. That's what religion is. If you do this, then you may receive this. That's religion. But it says, not that we loved God, but that he loved us. He loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice to take away our sins. This is the definition of love. God loving us first. Without us having to do a thing. He loved us first. God has taken away any penalty, any barrier, any judgment any condemnation he has removed all of that you know why because he wants you and i to be able to freely 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 receive the full amount of his love and generosity and goodness and favor and kindness and peace and joy and blessing Every barrier has been removed. Every barrier. There is no barrier between you and God that prevents you from receiving his love and grace and goodness. None. Because it says, he sent Jesus as his son to take away our sins. So any barrier has been removed. 
you have the ability, just as you are, to receive the fullness of God's love and grace and goodness. Let's move on. So that's why Jesus was the first God pouring out his love. Then John, 1 John 4 continues, and God has given us his spirit, God has given us his very spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. He says the second thing God has done to demonstrate his love is he's given us himself. He's given us his very spirit to live inside of you. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have, have God living in them, and they live in God. We know how much God loves us. We know, John says, we know how much God loves us. And we have put our trust in his love. God is love, and all who live in love live in God, and God lives in them. Talk about God pouring out good things into our lives. He's poured out and given you his very spirit, the Holy Spirit, to live in you and I. He's given himself. For example, in Galatians, it talks about the fruit of the spirit, right? The fruit of the spirit what the Spirit carries, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Those are all are things that the Holy Spirit carries. That's all in you. If you've received Jesus Christ, you've invited the Spirit into your life, you have the fullness of of the love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control of the Holy Spirit in you. You know what that means? You do not have to ask God for those things. So many Christians, God, please give me your peace. I need your peace. And I know what they're saying when they say that. They go, I'm struggling. I'm anxious. I'm worried, I'm stressed. God, I need your peace. But you know what God's saying? You have it. You already have it. The Holy Spirit's in you. I already gave it to you. It's like trying to get inside a room, praying to get inside a room that you're already in. It's like, I'm in this room. God, please, can, I, can you put me in this room? He's saying, you're already in it. So you don't have to ask God for those things. You know what you do? You thank him for what you already have in the Holy Spirit, what you already have. And Jesus, God, I'm anxious, I'm stressed. I confess that you, that I confess that you, thank you. Thank you that you've given me all the peace I could ever ask for. Would you help me to experience the peace you've already given to me? Thank you for your generosity in filling me with your peace. It's already yours. It's already yours. 
And that's great news. Unfortunately, many people close the door to God. Many people close the door to all the things that God wants to give us. Many people do not access what we already have, what he's already given. You know, for us to access all the things that God has given us, you need to first receive Jesus, invite him into your life, come and fill me. Secondly, you need to develop a close personal relationship with God. That's how you access it. You know, more than anything, Father God wants a close, personal, intimate, face-to-face -face relationship with you. More than anything. Have you ever experienced in your life someone in your life in the past or maybe even now that you really wanted the relationship to go to the next place? You really wanted the relationship to go to the next level, right? And so you reached out, you pursued. Maybe you were in high school or college, and, you know, you were falling for someone, and you were attracted, and you were, you know, kind of knew them, and so you, you put it out there, and you, you wanted the relationship to go to the next level. And, and they responded, and, and they were respectful, they were courteous. They were polite. But they didn't want to go to that next level with you. And they kept you at a distance. Maybe, maybe you're a parent and your kids are grown. And now you're realizing, I wish I could have that relationship with my son or daughter. I don't want it just to be like just the holidays we get together, just an occasional phone call once or twice a year. I, I, I want more closeness. I want more relationship. And so, and so you try to take that relationship to the next level. But it's met with excuses, distance, no thank you. Maybe it's with your parents. Maybe it's with your dad. You know, many of us have fathers who were very detached. Provided, good provider maybe, but very little, in fact, maybe negatively in the, in the area of emotional support. And you want to connect. You've always wanted that kind of father-son, father-daughter relationship with your dad. And so you make gestures, you say something, you try to reach out, and it's like talking to a wall. Maybe it's with your spouse. In the beginning, it was really good. You were like best friends. But you know, over the years, and work, and life, and stress, and kids, and 
responsibilities, you've kind of drifted. And it's still okay. You still get along. You're still cordial. You're still respectful. But you want it to go to the deeper level. You want to experience some intimacy there. And it's not reciprocated. You know, as much as we could want to engage in a close personal relationship with someone, it can be very frustrating because you cannot force someone to engage with you. Believe it or not, that's how God feels. God has so much he wants you to experience. He's a generous God. If he were to pour out candy, it would fill this world. He wants you to know his love. He wants you to be fully secure in his love, never having to question his love. He wants you to know his goodness and his blessing. And he has made the first move. He has sent his son. He has made his Holy Spirit available. He has get ready to give you everything that you could ever need. But a lot of times, he's met with this. The hand. Nope. For whatever reasons. Maybe you have a false image of who God is. Maybe you've had a father that didn't model God properly. Maybe you have questions about certain things. Maybe you see suffering in the world and you go, I can't engage with a God who's responsible for whatever it is. But you put your hand up and you say, no. He's never going to force you to do that. But he's doing all he can to help you engage with him because he wants you to know his love and goodness. Right now we're going to hear from um, someone I asked you to share because um, I know this person, Mark Lachica, he's experienced closeness with the Lord. And because of that, the Lord has touched him. The Lord has transformed him. And because of that, he is being a catalyst at his workplace. And so I wanted, to sh I wanted him to take a few minutes to share about that. And he's going to be interviewed by Damien Gohata, our, our podcast host extraordinaire. And so I'm going to take a few minutes, and um, Mark's going to share a story with us. Welcome to another episode. Of, oh, wait. Oops, sorry. This is the wrong place. I'm just so used to having Mark on as a guest, right, Todd? <laughs> Has nothing to do with the hair. <laughs> okay, so anyway, uh, Mark, uh, as part of our Being a Catalyst series, uh, we wanted to ask you a few questions about your work. But before we talk about that, I don't even know what you do. What do you do for work? That's a tough question. It's actually hard to explain, but not to bore you too much. So I work for Southern California Edison as a substation test supervisor. 
And um, I, I lead a team of eight guys, and what they do is they, they test everything to make sure everything works. Uh, kind of an analogy would be like if you saw a cockpit of an airplane and saw the gauges and stuff, uh, they would make sure all the gauges are accurate and work right, all the alarms work correctly and everything, and uh, they would be the ones to test it all and actually fly it for the first time. Wow, that seems like a pretty stressful job. You got to make sure that everyone's electricity is working. Right, right. So, so the kind of the context behind that too is that it's actually pretty dangerous. Um, you know, there is the risk of equipment failing and blowing up, and us doing things wrong, or people actually at worst would, would could lose their life. Okay, so in such a high stress job, like, in what ways are you having to engage the Lord on a daily basis and, and things like that? Because I mean, for me, I, that seems like a lot of weight on your shoulders. Yeah, so, um, so what's neat actually is, you know, I, I really truly believe that God put me in this position about four years ago. Uh, why? Because I, I didn't want it personally, and, and also I really didn't think I was worthy of the job. But he called me to it, and so like now, um, because I recognize that, I really want to honor him in that. And so I do engage with him daily throughout like my work life and stuff. And what's cool about being their leader is uh, I feel like it's my responsibility to set the atmosphere, uh, set the tone for them, um, you know, make sure they have a good perspective uh, about work and, and work-life balance and all that stuff. So, um, you know, the culture is kind of changing at work. And before I started, they had this thing where, you know, there were five rules, and if you got caught breaking any one of those five rules, it was like an automatic 20 days off without pay. Um, so, so now we're trying to change that culture and really, like, um, you know, take things into context and, like, turn things into a learning environment, a more positive environment versus a, an environment of fear. Oh, that's, that's really cool that you're able to start changing the atmosphere. It seems like you're being a catalyst in that way. But... You know, like in all jobs, it's, do you have a lot of conflict at work? <laughs> so, so I think we've all been through, or at least the ones that have been through high school, we have high school drama, right? And you think when you get older, you grow out of that, but it doesn't happen. So uh, what I found at work is actually a lot of times I'm more a shrink than anything. <laughs> and um, like I said, they work in pairs, and there's a lead, and there's a guy that supports, uh, like a helper. Um, and... Um, one Saturday, the lead called me, and he had uh, he was really, really distraught and upset, and he was saying, oh, so-and-so, he's not following orders, he's, uh, you know, just doing his own thing, and I'm frustrated, and now he's, like, accusing me of all these things, and, like, they had this huge blow-up, uh, where they are yelling at each other, and just, uh, it, it wasn't a good place, and when your mind is in that place, it's not safe, right, for, for, from my perspective, I'm, I'm really concerned about that. So... Um, so they ended up kind of like splitting up and just doing their own thing and like kind of calling it a day. So Monday comes and um, I talk with each of them individually and kind of get their perspective on what happened. And um, the helper, he used to be a manager and, and um, he was really frustrated with how the lead was doing things um, because he felt like it, there was a better way to do it. And um, the lead is kind of a newer guy. So I was just explaining to him like, you know, hey, he's kind of new, let's show him some, uh, some patience and, and understanding while he's learning these things, and you could suggest these things. And, and like, one thing I forgot to mention is especially when things like, like conflict come up, I really tried to um, engage the Lord through the situation. 
Uh, I'm not like a man of many words when I pray, but I'm like, Lord, just help me to see the situation, see things the way that you do. Um, And then also, Lord, give me the words that you want me to to share. So just real simple, and I'll and I'll do that. So I'm I'm doing that as I'm talking to him, and um, you know, I was just trying to show him like, hey, let let's show the lead some grace. Uh, He's still learning. Let's let's try and you know be a little bit patient and understanding while he's learning. So how did he receive that? Um, he was kind of like, whatever. <laughs> that, that one wasn't, that one, he, he kind of just was like, shrugged it off, like whatever. But when I talked to the lead person, you know, he was really upset. And I'm still kind of like engaging with the Lord. But one thing he said, uh, because the, the helper was accusing him of really significant things that there's like really bad consequences if, if these were true. And... Um, so he was so upset about that. And I said, well, well, when we meet together, when we have a conversation between the three of us, what, what do you want? And he's like, I want an apology. Um, and for me, that kind of stood out. And um, the Lord was really highlighting that to me. And, you know, Pastor Barry was talking about forgiveness. And, and for us, when we harbor unforgiveness, it, it really becomes bondage for us. And, and we get stuck. So, um, so I asked him, so you want him to apologize? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, but we don't have control over that. Like, I can't make him do that. And he's like, and I said, um, you, you know, and I'm asking the Lord, like, where do you want me to go with this? So I'm like, how do you feel about forgiving him? And he's like, well, yeah, he needs to say he's sorry. <laughs> so, so then I'm, I'm like, okay, so I'm trying to explain like what forgiveness really is. And, and for us, it's really a choice that we make independently. Like, I can choose to forgive him. I don't necessarily need someone to say that they're sorry. And it's really kind of like, it's in your heart. It's also like, you're not saying what that person did was right or justified or anything, but it's just releasing them so that you can be, you you can go on about your life. And he kind of really wasn't, it seemed like he really wasn't getting it. Um, And uh, he, he still wanted him to apologize. And I'm like, well, if he doesn't apologize, he's going to go on about living his life. He's going to be fine, and you're just going to be upset. And he's like, hmm. So he kind of wrestled with that a little bit. Um, and then um, so we kind of talked about that, and then eventually I brought the two of them together, and we, and we spoke, and it didn't go well. It didn't go the way I expected. And I was like, Lord, man, help me out here because this is like, this is rough. Like I ended up having to split them apart again, and, and they just were not talking. Uh, the lead, I was trying to say, like, hey, can we just work together professionally, you know? And, and the lead was like, yeah, but, and he had all these, like, conditions. And I was like, oh, okay, we're not ready to go there. Really does sound like high school drama. <laughs> <laughs> um, so eventually they're kind of like on a, you know, that meeting ended, and eventually they were, like, on an okay terms or whatever. Um, and then about three or four weeks passed, and um, the lead, he called me again about something else. Um, and he was kind of frustrated with his situation and stuff. So we we're talking, you know, it was like a 45 minute phone call. And um, he was kind of upset about stuff and he was like taking it out on me. And I'm like, just trying to, trying to listen. And um, one thing he said when he was kind of like mad at me, but he was like, you know what? Remember when you talked to me about forgiveness? I did that, man, I did that. And it worked. It was hard, but it was good. And I was like, and it totally caught me off guard because I was like, man, this guy's like chewing me out. 
And then he said that, and I was like, it really struck me in the heart, though, because it's like I sensed and could, and could feel like the freedom that he was experiencing by doing that. So it, it was just really neat to be able to do that. And then um, one, one other quick story. I, I know we don't have a lot of time, but um, another- That's okay. I really like your stories, Mark. <laughs> if you like more of his stories, you can listen to the podcast. He's on it a lot. <laughs> So there was, Shameless plug. There, there was another conflict, of course, right, with the, a lead and, uh, and his helper. Uh, I, I won't give too much detail, but they were really upset with each other. Uh, same thing, Friday evening, the helper called me, and he's like, this happened and this happened. Um, it's just a big misunderstanding, but he was like, I've never been treated this way in my whole career. It's been 15 years, and I'm just like, oh, man, here we go. So Monday, like all weekend, it's on my mind, and I'm praying about it. And... Uh, Monday morning, I, same thing, I talked to them individually, and man, I could sense the tension in the air, like, like it was bad. Um, but just kind of leading them through the conversation and engaging with the Holy Spirit through it, like, you could see that they each got to share their heart on why they were feeling certain ways, and then, like, you can eventually see, like, the Lord highlighted one thing to me about the helper was that he was feeling like his his character was being questioned. Um, and so when I brought that up, um, he actually, he started tearing up. And, and then he started to share more. This is, this is right, this is how I'm feeling. Um, and eventually like they came to see each other in a different way. And um, you know, by the end of the conversation, they're like sharing, like speaking words of affirmation into each other, talking about how good, you know, the good qualities that you do and provide and stuff. So. Um, and they ended up like healing their relationship really, really well. Uh, so after that, I was just like, oh man, I was just like hyped because God like totally showed up. And one cool thing was after that conversation, I was driving back with the helper. He was in my truck and, uh, you know, there's birds flying around all the time. But one cool thing was like, it totally caught my eye as we were driving together. There were two doves flying right next to the truck. And they were kind of just like fluttering with each other. And it just reminded me of God's peace. And I was just like, wow, God, like you are so awesome. You are so awesome. Yeah, Mark, with your stories, one of the things that I feel like has been highlighted is kind of like with the candy story that we saw earlier. For a lot of us, we feel like we're able to receive from the Lord on Sunday morning at church. But from your stories, it seems like God wants to pour out to us all throughout the rest of the week too. And then as we engage with him during the rest of the week, then we're able to see and be a catalyst through to the other people around us. Yeah, like a, a lot of you have heard my story about our marriage and just like how engaging God through all of that in, in every aspect of your life and not just church. Like it, it, God's supposed to be with us all the time. And when we engage with him, like so much good happens. Yeah, so good. So good. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for coming on this episode. I mean, <laughs> thanks for coming up and sharing your, your testimony. What's awesome to me about Mark sharing is he's working with these rugged, tough, blue-collar construction worker type guys. But because Mark has experienced the forgiveness of the Lord and understand what that's about on a probably a daily basis, 
because he know, understands about reconciliation and feels like the Lord hears him and listens to him, he's able to do that with his guys at work and be an impact and make a catalyst. You get out what you put in. You get out of your life what's poured into you. God wants to pour generous, generously, abundantly into your life. And we here at Catalyst, we want to be that place to help you to do that every day. Every day, you'll experience the love, the goodness, and the presence of the Lord. Let's bow forward to prayer. God, you are a good, good father. Good, 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 good father. A loving father. The best of fathers. And Lord, you are generous and you are kind and you are loving and trustworthy and faithful and forgiving and merciful, joyful, full of peace. And Lord, Holy Spirit, would you just stir right now and what each person here needs and wants to experience from you today, wherever they are, whatever they're going through, would you speak to them? Would you stir that? Would you let them know? It's there for them. You will not withhold that. You want them to experience your goodness and love and grace. And so, Lord, would you just allow each one to experience you for who you really are. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us for our online service. Hope you will join us in person sometime. It would be great to see you and meet you. Don't forget to subscribe to our Catalyst YouTube channel so you don't miss out on anything. And be blessed this week. And as always, thank you, Jesus.